While Israel wages a brutal war on Gaza and faces formal charges of genocide at the International Court of Justice, the United States is supporting Israel, giving it billions of dollars worth of weapons and repeatedly vetoing any resolution that comes to the UN Security Council calling for a ceasefire. However, to the south of the United States in Latin America, the majority of governments in the region have expressed support for Palestine, have supported South Africa's case in the International Court of Justice formally charging Israel with genocide, and some governments in Latin America have even compared its genocide against the Palestinian people to Nazi Germany's Holocaust against Jewish people. Today I'm going to be analyzing Latin America's response to the conflict in Palestine, Israel. And I made a map that shows that the vast majority of countries in the region have expressed support for Palestine, including the most populous country in the region, Brazil, and the second most populous, Mexico. Now also, Colombia, Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, Bolivia, and Chile have all come out in support of Palestine. Most of these countries have formally supported South Africa's case in the International Court of Justice accusing Israel of genocide, and the governments of Mexico and Chile have asked the International Criminal Court to investigate Israel on charges of war crimes committed in Gaza. Now, for people who don't know, the International Court of Justice, the ICJ, is separate from the International Criminal Court, the ICC, even though what's confusing is both are based in The Hague in the Netherlands. So when people refer to The Hague, they could be referring to either the ICJ or the ICC. The ICJ is the top legal authority of the United Nations. It was established with the UN in 1945 after World War II. The ICJ prosecutes states. However, the ICC was not created until 2002, and the ICC prosecutes individuals, and many countries are not members of the ICC, including the United States, but also China and Russia are not members. Now, the ICJ, the top United Nations judicial authority, ruled this January that there is sufficient evidence to investigate Israel on charges of genocide against the Palestinian people. The ICJ ruled that Israel must, in accordance with its obligations under the Genocide Convention in relation to Palestinians in Gaza, Israel must take all measures to prevent killing Palestinians and causing serious bodily or mental harm to Palestinians. Since this legal decision by the ICJ in January, Israel has continued killing thousands of Palestinian civilians, blatantly violating this legal ruling by the top UN court. In fact, the major US media outlet, the Associated Press, reported that Israel's war on Gaza is one of the most destructive wars in modern history. According to the AP, in just a few months, Israel has destroyed more civilian infrastructure in Gaza than was destroyed in years of Russia's war in Ukraine and also the war in Syria 
and Israel has killed more civilians in the years-long bombing against ISIS in Iraq. And the AP also pointed out that the vast majority of bombs that Israel is using to kill Palestinian civilians are U.S.-made bombs provided by the United States. This is what led Brazil's president, Lula da Silva, to compare Israel to Nazi Germany. Lula said this in a speech on February 18th in Ethiopia. He was speaking to African leaders from the African Union. You can find an official transcript of the speech on the Brazilian government website. And if you go down in the transcript, you can see very clearly that Lula was asked about Gaza. And he said, quote, In Gaza, it is not a war that's happening, but a genocide. It's not a war between soldiers and soldiers. It's a war between a highly prepared army and women and children. And then he said, what is happening in Gaza with the Palestinian people did not exist at any other historical moment. Well, in fact, actually, it did exist when Hitler decided to kill the Jews. So he was comparing Israel to Nazi Germany and the genocide that Israel is carrying out against the Palestinian people to the genocide carried out by Hitler in Nazi Germany. The Israeli government lost its mind over this comment. Brazil is the largest, most populous country in Latin America with the biggest economy. Brazil is a major power internationally and Israel was furious and the Israeli government used its media outlets and social media to lie about the Brazilian president, spreading completely fake claims, defaming Lula and absurdly claiming that he is a Holocaust denier, which is completely 100% false. I should point out that it's not just Lula who has compared the Israeli government to Nazi Germany. In fact, the major Israeli newspaper, Haaretz, which is often referred to as the New York Times of Israel, has repeatedly compared the Israeli government of far-right Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to fascism and Nazi Germany. Back in February of 2023, Haaretz published an article titled, Israel's government has neo-Nazi ministers. It really does recall Germany in 1933. And the article interviewed a, a, an award-winning Holocaust historian named Daniel Blattman, who said he is astounded at how quickly Israel is hurtling toward fascism. In May, Haaretz published another article titled, Netanyahu's cabinet ministers in race to see who is most fascist. And they said the sixth Netanyahu government, that's not an error. He is in his sixth term because he's been in power for so long. He's the longest serving leader in the history of Israel. And Haaretz, this major mainstream Israeli newspaper, said that his government is beginning to look like a totalitarian caricature. There is almost no move associated with totalitarianism that has not been proposed by one of its extremist members. In October 2022, Haaretz, this mainstream Israeli newspaper, published another article titled, Israel is sleepwalking into Jewish fascism. And an article that was published on October 3rd of 2023, just a few days before this new war, Haaretz also said, quote, Israeli neo-fascism threatens Israelis and Palestinians alike. Those are all articles published by a leading Israeli newspaper 
written by Israeli journalists. And this was all before the current war that Israel is waging on Gaza, in which, once again, the International Court of Justice, the top UN judicial authority, has said that there is sufficient evidence to investigate Israel on charges of genocide. Now, in response to Israel's attacks on President Lula, the Brazilian government decided to recall its ambassador in Israel. And many leaders in Latin America came out and expressed their support for Lula. So the first ever left-wing president of Colombia, Gustavo Petro, he tweeted his full solidarity with President Lula. President Petro, the Colombian leader, said, quote, In Gaza, there is a genocide and thousands of women, children, and elderly civilians are being killed cowardly. And he said, Lula has said the truth and the truth must be defended or barbarism will annihilate us. The Israeli government also attacked Colombia's President Petro and said that his comments were outrageous. So in response to the Israeli government attacks on the Colombian president, Petro said, quote, It is outrageous to kill kids with bombs. I am outraged by genocide. He said the vast majority of the people of Latin America are against Netanyahu's barbarism. And he said, the majority of humanity rejects the extermination of the Palestinian people. We also saw similar comments from other leaders in Latin America, including the former president of Bolivia, Evo Morales. Morales expressed his full solidarity with Lula, and he pointed out that Israel has officially declared the Brazilian president to be a so-called persona non grata. So in response to that, Bolivia's former president, Evo Morales, said, quote, To be declared persona non grata by a genocidal government that carries out massacres of children is a privilege that reaffirms commitment to life. Evo is a socialist, and he, when he was elected in Bolivia, he was the first ever indigenous president in a country where the majority of the population is indigenous. And Petro is the first ever left-wing president of Colombia, a country that has been dominated by right-wing forces for its entire history, which have been extremely pro-U.S. and have often been linked to organized crime and drug trafficking. He represents a watershed shift in Colombian politics. And historically, Colombia was a very close ally of the U.S. and Israel. And in fact, the leftist former president of Venezuela, who initiated the Bolivarian Revolution, Hugo Chavez, famously referred to Colombia as the Israel of Latin America, pointing out that Colombia plays the same role in the U.S. empire as an extension of U.S. imperial power in Latin America, the same role that Israel plays in West Asia, in one of the most strategic, resource-rich regions of the world, where Israel is an extension of the U.S. empire like Colombia is in Latin America. But now we've seen a 180 shift and Colombia has gone from being a close ally of the US and Israel to now having its president Petro accusing Israel of genocide and comparing Israel to Nazi Germany. Now I mentioned Venezuela's revolutionary former president Hugo Chavez 
who had compared Israel to Nazi Germany as well and condemned the Zionist colonialist movement as a fascist movement. And furthermore, the current president of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro, has also made the same comparison. And I'm reading here from the Russian media outlet TASS, which noted that Maduro backed Brazilian President Lula's comparison of Israel's actions to Hitler's. And President Maduro, the current Venezuelan leader, said, quote, Hitler was a monster created by Western elites. Israel's criminal military apparatus now has the same funding, that is of the Western imperial powers. And Maduro, Maduro said, quote, as President Lula da Silva said, the Israeli government is doing the same thing to the Palestinian people that Hitler did to the Jewish people. Now, Nicaragua's leftist president, Daniel Ortega, the leader of the Sandinista revolution, has also condemned Israel and its war crimes against the Palestinian people. And while numerous governments in Latin America have supported the case that South Africa introduced in the International Court of Justice, accusing Israel formally of genocide, Nicaragua's Sandinista government has taken it a step further and Nicaragua formally applied to join South Africa, officially charging Israel with genocide in this case at the ICJ. In its application to join this lawsuit against Israel, Nicaragua wrote, as a state party to the genocide convention, Nicaragua has the obligation to prevent genocide and it said this reflects the commitment of the government and people of Nicaragua in the liberation of the Palestinian people and humanity in general from the scourge of genocide and demonstrates Nicaragua's determination to fulfill its obligation to contribute to preventing and punishing the genocidal acts that are being carried out in the Gaza Strip. Nicaragua, like the international community, considers that the actions undertaken by Israel constitute clear violations of the Convention Against Genocide, which acts have been accompanied by statements from the highest authorities of Israel that clearly reveal the genocidal intention and dehumanization to which the Palestinian people have been subjected. And while South Africa has said that it is formally applying to also add the United States to these charges because the U.S. is directly complicit in arming and supporting Israel as it's carrying out genocide. Furthermore, Nicaragua has added Germany, Canada, the United Kingdom and the Netherlands to this ICJ case. So South Africa and Nicaragua together are taking the Western powers to The Hague the top UN legal authority, the ICJ, and formally accusing them of complicity in genocide. Like the leftist governments in Venezuela and Nicaragua, the government of Cuba has also formally accused Israel of genocide and the government of Cuba said that the United States is complicit in Israel's genocide and denounced Washington after the US vetoed a fourth resolution in the Security Council of the UN that called for a ceasefire, that called for peace in Gaza. Cuba made it clear that this means that the US is directly complicit in this genocide. Another country in Latin America that has expressed support for South Africa's genocide charges against Israel is Bolivia. 
And the Bolivian government, in fact, formally broke off diplomatic relations with Israel in protest of its genocide against the Palestinian people. The Central American nation of Belize also formally broke off diplomatic relations with Israel in protest. And the government in Honduras, which is also a left-wing government in Central America, formally recalled its ambassador to Israel in protest. So here you can see the map once again of the countries in Latin America that have expressed support for Palestine. It's almost all of the countries in the region. And there's a pattern here. All of the governments that are supporting Palestine are the left-wing governments. And the governments that are not supporting Palestine, that are supporting Israel, are the right-wing governments. So, for instance, right now in Peru, there is an unelected right-wing coup regime that was installed in a U.S.-backed coup that overthrew the elected left-wing president, Pedro Castillo, and the coup regime in Peru is not supporting Palestine. Then in Ecuador, there is currently a right-wing leader. His name is Daniel Novoa, and he is the son of the richest oligarch in Ecuador, the richest billionaire, and he's also a dual citizen of the United States. He was born in Miami, Florida, and right after coming to office, he flew to Miami, Florida, so his wife could give birth to their child in Florida to make sure that his child has U.S. citizenship. So he's a U.S. puppet leader in Ecuador. Furthermore, Guatemala until recently had a very right-wing pro-U.S. government. They now have a new leader who is more centrist, although he's also pro-U.S. and has not spoken out for Palestine. Then in El Salvador, you have a right-wing libertarian kind of, but also, you know, complex leader, a libertarian who has imprisoned 2% of the population and has actually overtaken the U.S. with the highest incarceration rate on earth, but he has also cracked down on organized crime and violence. So he's a complicated figure. His name is Nayib Bukele, and he strongly supports Israel despite the fact that his family is of a Palestinian descent, although they were immigrants from Palestine many generations ago. So they have no links to Palestine. And he has been supporting Israel and refused to support Palestine. Then in Argentina, there is currently a far-right leader named Javier Milei, and he is extremely pro-U.S. and very pro-Israel. And he claims to be a libertarian, but he's actually more of a fascist, very far-right, very authoritarian. And he just took a trip to Israel in which he expressed support for Israel while it's massacring Palestinian civilians. And I should point out that under the far-right libertarian leader of Argentina, the poverty rate has skyrocketed to 57% of the population. More than half of Argentines are now living in poverty. This is a 20-year high. And that's because Millet, he devalued the currency and he also slashed social programs gutting any social support for poor people and implementing mass privatizations and neoliberal shock therapy. So we see a very clear pattern in Latin America. We see the same with the right-wing government in Paraguay and Uruguay. The left-wing governments in the region support Palestine and oppose Israeli fascism and colonialism and genocide. And the right-wing governments in the region support Israel 
and opposed Palestinian national liberation. And that's also largely because the right-wing governments in Latin America are all pro-US. But again, they only represent a minority of the region. The vast majority of countries in the region have left-wing governments and support Palestine, including once again, the largest countries in the region, Brazil and Mexico, and also other significant countries, including Colombia, Venezuela, Chile, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Honduras. I just wanted to do an episode today analyzing this because often geopolitical analysts ignore Latin America. They treat Latin America as if it's not important geopolitically, and I could not disagree more. Latin America is an independent region. It's not the so-called backyard of the United States. And in fact, I would argue that many of the governments in Latin America, the leftist anti-imperialist governments, are on the vanguard internationally of the struggle against imperialism and neocolonialism and the struggle against neoliberalism. I think Latin America has so much potential and we've seen this massive rebellion in recent decades against the so-called Monroe Doctrine of U.S. neocolonialism and countries in the region supporting the Palestinian national liberation struggle. And it's very easy to explain why. It's because they have a history of struggling against European colonialism, against Spanish and Portuguese colonialism, and struggling against U.S. neocolonialism in the region. And the, the progressive and revolutionary leaders in Latin America, they have found common cause with the Palestinians in their struggle against the Zionist colonialist movement, which was created by European colonialists, the founders of the Zionist movement, including Theodor Herzl, the most important founding leader of the political Zionist movement, he referred to it as a colonial movement. He got support from the British colonialist Cecil Rhodes, who colonized Africa. So. Zionism has always been a colonial movement, and the Palestinian national liberation struggle has always been an anti-imperialist struggle, and that's why many forces in Latin America and also progressive and revolutionary forces in Africa and parts of Asia have expressed support for Palestine and built a larger anti-imperialist movement around the world. On that point, I'm going to conclude here. I'm Ben Norton. This is Geopolitical Economy Report. Please like and subscribe if you're watching this video on YouTube. And if you prefer listening to all of these episodes, you can check out the Geopolitical Economy Report podcast. I will be back very soon. Thanks a lot for joining me today.